This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Well, it's time now for technology with those two geniuses of the genre, Jessica Kelly and Jonathan McRae, whose combined ages are exactly half of mine. Jessica, welcome to the programme. Jonathan, welcome to the programme. Hi, programme. George. Welcome Hello, back. George. Um, it's quite interesting that you two whiz kids get caught by a telephone scam and the old man doesn't. So how does that happen? (laughs) Jessica? You had your your turn of the scams last week, your computer scam, and this weekend both myself and Jonathan got hit by a scam that a lot of other people seem to get hit by as well. So basically a number uh, was calling Irish mobile phones and the number started with uh, 036 and they were calling in the middle of the night. So when people picked up their phones, it looked like an 086 number. It was only ringing once or twice and the idea is that you'd then call this person back to find out who it was and they'd charge you a premium rate. So I put this out on Twitter over the weekend and loads of people got back and they'd been hit by it too. And I read uh, just before we came into studio here now that uh, someone got charged 150 quid. They think that they've been that, that you know they've run up charges 150 euro calling this number. Now so where is 036? Have you discovered? I think it's well, Slovenia. Mine was mine was 0038 and it was Slovenia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there were, were reports that when people rang back, they heard uh, a couple making love. Um, the, the sounds that so. so it, why it, didn't I get? Why didn't I get his with these scams? Oh, I never get his with these scams. <laughs> I don't but, know, but it, it was. I mean, the th- the truth of the matter is, if you get a missed call from a number and it looks like a, an Irish mobile number, you're going to ring it back. It's a very no, clever are. kind of well, scam. No, you are. But, yeah, but, but there is a point here. Uh, that it almost seems that you'd be better off being in the scam business than actually getting a job and working 40 hours a week. I mean, when you think that you you put up some stupid thing that the guardie are looking at your account, send me 200 quid, yeah. and tons of vulnerable people send you 200 quid. Mm. Uh, it, it is um, amazing how... Uh, uh, they get susceptible people are well, the thing really. is, people are getting wise to it now and I are think they? yeah well I, I do think so and I think we like last week when we spoke about uh, you getting hit by the FBI and some texts coming in saying that the Gardaí were looking at other people's laptops I think it's all about awareness and the people who are most vulnerable are kind of older people who might not identify straight away that it's a scam so for example I noticed immediately that it was 036 so it definitely wasn't an Irish number so if you put it into Google if you have any sort of dodgy uh you know interactions with anyone on online or on your phone check it out on Google first you know because mm. you're not going to be what the do first you do? person you put in the number just, just put, put in the number actually there's a website that I, uh, is there it's who is calling me and I just put in the number and it'll bring up uh, a whole lot of results if people have been called by this number if it's a, someone who uh, regularly crank calls or if someone uh, who's trying to make money in this particular way you'll find results of people already talk. so there's a big community online of people who are trying to catch out these these scammers this is a new one I haven't seen this yeah. sort of thing before of course, but the, the scams I, are technologically now so advanced when I was a callow youth the scam was that um, this woman would write and say I wanted a job as an au pair and she would include a wonderful picture of herself you see so hubby would say oh this is the kind of au pair I want <laughs> and then she would say well send me 150 quid for my fare yeah. and then he'd say to the wife you know we have to get an au pair and they send off 150 <laughs> quid but of course he'd never seen them so scamming is not new no, it's, it's not just new, technology it, and allows because, it yeah and it's being more sneaky now it's it's getting sneakier and sneakier and the thing is nobody has given away your details the way this kind of thing works is that they have a computer that just generates mobile numbers 
and it just calls through loads and loads of people. But it's a robo caller, yeah. Yeah, so you know, if if you did call back, we, we've been on to Comreg and we're waiting to hear back. Um, they're looking at it because they've gotten so many. In terms of giving complaints. us a refund. In terms of well, well, how much people are going to be charged? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, basically, I've left it with them. They're investigating. We're not the only ones who got in touch today. Uh, so if you have been affected, uh, check follow us on Twitter because we will sort of keep right. you updated. Yeah, interesting what's going to see on. what the what the phone companies do in terms mm. of this, whether or not there's a, a gesture of goodwill. But Comreg's advice uh, this afternoon when we spoke to them was. Uh, if you do see a missed call from a rec- number you don't recognise, don't call it back. I don't think that's particularly practical no, that, advice. No, no, if you're no, no. if you're a plumber or something and you've got a you know you've got someone ringing up, you don't ring them back. I mean that, that that's, that's just not practical. Job, yeah. But do I, um, do check the the actual number before you uh, ring back a missed call. Do check and, and see if it's a foreign number or if it's a number. now. Um, Ingrid was in Amsterdam at a, a medical conference this weekend yeah. and the fir- my first trip to Amsterdam I went to two places one was the obvious place which I won't talk about George, but the, the other place the other place was the Anne Frank uh, Museum yeah and you've got an app now on this Jonathan I've noticed that um, it, it, that the iPad and uh, these the sort of touchscreen technology has brought a new life to certain uh, texts particularly historical text and I think that's why you might find this very interesting so um, uh, there's a new uh, app out for the Nook uh, which is a uh, an e-reader which is not particularly popular over here sort of like the Kindle but it's available for iPad as well it is Anne Frank's diaries um, told in an intera- interactive way so if you've read Anne Frank's diaries you'll know the, the story of the young woman who hid from uh, the Nazis um, the story is told uh, you have all the text as normal but they include a huge amount of multimedia material so you can see photographs uh, you can see an interactive 3D model of the house um, you can hear music uh, and you can see videos it, it really does tie the whole thing together so when you, you're watching it it's almost as if Anne Frank's diary comes comes to life with visuals and really gives you a really rich interactive experience and a lot of historical texts are starting to do and this and I can it. find this on my iPad yeah it's on your iPad and it's 9 euro it's not it's not cheap but if you're buying on Anne Frank's diary the book you might be spending that but the, but the, this idea of interactive reading where uh, you can get a little bit more you don't have to Google oh I might be interested well, I wonder what Anne Frank's house looks like it's all there so right. uh, you know people who are learning this for the leaving so I'm not sure if it's on, still, still on the syllabus but um, but I think it's a really great way of, of, of getting a little bit more out of a story and, and seeing a little bit more of the context and, and bringing you know some of these old texts to life I know yeah. that they're doing the same with some Joyce things I think now uh, Jessica yes. um, I don't take photographs I know, ever yeah. even when it was just cameras mm-hmm. I didn't take photographs yes. uh, you do and of course many other people do mm-hmm. uh, you found another piece of software for photographs yeah well the reason that I looked at this was because after Christmas I did take a lot of photographs over Christmas I think a lot of people did and because we have smartphones now it means that we rarely leave the house without a camera so if people want to print physical photographs I uh, used four different sites um, and sort of the best one that I found or my preference was uh, photobox.ie and uh, photobox basically you go onto the website you sign up it takes less than two minutes to set up an account and then you just upload your photographs and they print them out to you and it took less than a week and the quality was really good uh, and the price it it was more uh, cost effective than getting them printed in you know Harvey Norman or you know the pharmacies that have the machines and stuff like that so um, they also give you 50 
free prints as well. So when you sign up, you get 50 photographs for free. So um, the reason I liked Photobox was because it allowed me to print photographs from Instagram because I use Instagram quite a lot, which is the photograph filter app. Um, and I tried to print photographs on Snapfish, which is another website, and they didn't resize properly, which was annoying and frustrating. So right. Photobox, I think, is it's a good option for people. Um, I also used Apple to try and see what their photographs are like quality was amazing but it was so expensive it was like two or three times the price hmm. for to print out photographs okay. now i haven't used uh, what do you call it fish for my dinner or instagram or whatever <laughs> yeah, i haven't used any dinner, of them but, but jonathan i've often been interested because you could sort of fake a picture of me with president obama it's not right photoshop yeah. or, or yeah. whatever um it, it can it can that be like I mean I often wonder what George Hook would look like with hair for instance so I mean can I find a, a, a photo application where I can put a photograph of me in and then put hair on there are there are oh no 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 Jess let's let's I mean there are people listening who would probably be very very good at this I yeah. I, I would like one of the listeners and I, I'm okay with Photoshop I could probably do it but I'd love to see a professional do it so if there's mm. someone out there who wouldn't mind um, bringing George back to his glory days they might take a couple of pounds off you as well George. I think that'd be brilliant and we'd find a prize for them. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, yeah. well, I mean, we, 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 I think we should because we, we've noticed that with this uh, photo competition we've done this week, this, the talent of uh, uh, just the regular listeners to the, the, the GH Tech slot is absolutely fantastic. I think if we can find someone who can Photoshop George into being a younger version of himself. Student. 35. Like a 35 George. Student. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah we'll, we'll throw that out. You can email uh, ghtech at newstalk.ie uh, with your um, your entry and uh, we will find a very nice prize for Absolutely. the winner. Now, the other thing, last week we were in London for uh, the launch of House of Cards yes, and yeah. we had Kevin Spacey and all. Now, this is Netflix. Mm. And the great thing about it, John, because it's Netflix, it's not a CD or it's not a television. On the 1st of February, next Thursday, you can download all four episodes or all 13 episodes I'm sorry you can download the whole thing so you can watch them all at once mm. or whenever and then when we were in Washington we met the producer of Chasing the Hill which is a political drama again on the internet you look up ChasingTheHill.com and you pay I think two euro for it mm. uh, and download it I mean this is the reason the HMVs are going to business one yeah. can only imagine is it? Without a doubt, you know, when HMV went, and I don't know about you, Jess, I was kind of thinking, you know, your first instant reaction is, how do they not see this coming? Of course, we're all going online. But my my hunch is that, of course, they saw it coming in the same way as uh, video uh, rental companies in this this country saw rental videos like Netflix coming. um, They probably didn't get the license to to, to do it. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, there's a number, there were a couple, 10 years ago, there were a couple of uh, DVD and VHS suppliers in the country who had, sort of a, an oligopoly over the country I'm sure they they saw this coming but they probably weren't given the licenses by companies like um, Universal Warner th- who wanted to do these sort of things themselves they wanted to publish their own content saw this coming down the line and that's why and if that's the case if, if HMV weren't given you know licenses to provide music online like Amazon do like iTunes do um, I, I, that's probably yeah, the death knell I was talking to Kevin Spacey and he said that the problem for music is they didn't give music the way people wanted it you know, they wanted it now. They wanted a specific 
song they wanted yeah. and they wanted yeah, to be able to download. Like nobody's really interested in buying a full album anymore. People like people hear songs on the radio and they want that specific song. They don't want to pay twenty five quid for an album or eighteen quid for an album. They want to pay ninety nine cent for a song. And that's where things like iTunes and Amazon and stuff like that came into play. And we're now seeing T V being specifically uh, produced for sites like Netflix. Now uh, how do you listen to your music at home like what do you mean do you have earphones or what do you do uh, me personally yeah. oh yeah I just played out of my computer I don't right, use well, headphones what young George gave me for Christmas was a gadget where you put your phone in and it charges your phone yeah. but then you play the music to the two speakers yeah. it's given me a whole new perspective ah, George, yeah. I, swear, now. I, I know but I'm just telling you yeah. it gave me a whole new perspective and more importantly mm. I downloaded, well, I mean, I've got tons of stuff, but one of the ones I downloaded was Hits of the 50s and the 60s. And I got a 100 tunes of the 50s (laughs) and the 60s for $2.99. So I've been listening to this all the time now (laughs) in the car and when I go home. We should um, remind people about the photo competition, maybe. Yes, because uh, last week we asked people to uh, take part in uh, a competition. We just said, look, uh, use your iPhone 4 or your iPhone 4S and, and take send us a photograph or maybe it's something you've taken before with your phone and send it in to us because we have three VTech lenses to give away. Uh, which, these are great lenses. They stick onto your iPhone 4 or your iPhone 4S and they turn it into a wide angle or they turn it into a telephoto or they turn it into macro. So they're a series of lenses you put on the cover on your phone and then you attach a lens to it and then you can uh, improve your photography. So we have these three to give away and we thought, myself and Jess are reviewing all the time. People are probably sick of hearing our reviews. So we decided we'd ask the listeners to Mm -hmm. review them. Yes. All right. Okay, and then we're going to give them away. Well, we kind of, we got a huge amount of entries. So we asked people for their photographs and we asked people to email them into us and we did get a huge number of entries. Yeah. And Jonathan's kind of just trawled through them all. We were looking through, myself and Jess, uh, for, you know, for a good few hours this afternoon. A huge amount of fantastic entries. People, you know, just have a great, yeah, just photograph. And it's a great way to, I think we should be doing this more regularly. People just on their phone took Mm. a shot. Yeah, I I I must say I can't wait for my shot of George in 35. Of course, what you could do is just get a picture of George's. 35. <laughs> now, but, uh, Jessica, what about the fella in Goldwyn? George, we, need to, we yeah? need to tell people Sorry. about the winners. We need to announce the winners. And the announcement tonight? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I see. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 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 So, um, no, because we announced the competition last week, and so we have the winners, and uh, there's three fantastic photographs. You'll be able to see them on uh, the webpage after the show. Um, uh, the first one was taken by Michael Collins. It was taken with an iPhone 4 when he was in Manhattan in New York, and it's a brilliant shot of a worker uh, in his jeans who's half stuck in a manhole. Just one, one of the perfect shot so it looks Most like he's fallen in photograph. it's a perfectly timed photograph oh, and it just it looks like the, you know the, the front cover of Born in the USA the Bruce Springsteen uh, it looks like one of those workers with the baseball cap hanging out of his jeans it's just a perfect shot okay. and, Michael uh, Collins well done to you Michael Collins Nigel Jenkinson also managed to catch a perfect moment Jenkinson Jenkinson from yeah. Scaries no there's tons of Jenkinsons out in Scaries I don't know he might be but this you is a, he, a, he took a photograph of a Doolin diver and you'll see it on the web it is a beautiful photograph of, of a body perfect perfectly arced in that V-shape, uh, a black against uh, uh, the sunset really? of, of D- the Doolin, right. um, uh, uh, Doolin Point. And it was absolutely beautiful. And the third one is uh, from Fergal, who took this incredible this is sunset. Uh, Jess, you said you wanted it as your... Yeah, I'm going to have it as my desktop. Uh, as a desktop. On, on, on. It's, uh, it's a photograph that was taken at Mount Leinster uh, and the Black Stairs, taken from his drive to work outside Bagnall's Town in County Carlo. It's a beautiful photograph. And I think we should be doing a regular thing. So we no. 
absolutely. will have another photo yeah. competition very very shortly on GH Tech but uh, you can have a look at some of the finalists and uh, the winners up on our webpage newstalk.ie because, because the, the right hook oh sorry newstalk.ie forward slash the right hook um, it, it's astonishing you see the great thing about the phone versus me you know mm. like when I would have I mean I would never have had a camera with me mm. when I, yeah. I saw something, you know, because the camera Whereas was at home. Whereas now. now you have them literally with you. Look, I'm Paula is in Galway. Mm-hmm. Her broadband's rubbish. She pays for one megabyte, but mm. the speed test tells me it's 0.8. Yeah. The speed test. This is something that we spoke about last week, and uh, it's basically people aren't getting enough from their broadband. They're paying this money for a certain amount, but they're not uh, receiving it. So what they do need to do is get products that will enhance their broadband. So we spoke last week about uh, products from Netgear, uh, which are wall-plugged internet Ethernet bridge, which I think would help uh, this lady immensely because it will just give the broadband signal a bit of a boost. So what you do is you plug one into your modem, uh, and then the second one into the back of your computer and it'll just boost the signal and hopefully that'll do it. Well, I mean, I, you know, people assume that if you're paying for 25 meg broadband, that's what you're going to get. I think universally across the globe, that's just not the case. 25 is your optimal, if everything were gravy and we lived in a different universe, uh, that's the max you could get. Most people will find they won't get 25 meg broadband. They'll get a fast speed, but they won't get anything where close to that. To be honest, if you're getting 0.8 download speed from your, your from a one meg line, I don't think it's that bad. All right. Well, I bought my first laptop in 1995. I was going down to the World <laughs> Cup. Mac. I was going down to the World Cup uh, covering for the late lamented Sunday Press, the World Cup. When I left Dublin, the Sunday Press was operational. When I arrived in Johannesburg, I was shot. So I was now in, I was now in South Africa with no employer and having to pay all my costs. But I did have a laptop mm. which had... 500 megabytes or something yeah. you know it had nothing but the other thing was I discovered the internet mm. and you would you would switch on and you could go away have your dinner and everything and come back and the page wouldn't have downloaded <laughs> so yeah, I mean the, the speed has been a huge difference yeah but mm. well, the problem is the content is getting higher higher definition isn't it now people want to be able to stream high def movies which is a huge amount of data so what was so fast for us three years ago is it's now snail speed but also people like I, I I, for one anyway take for granted what we have uh, internet wise because I live in Dublin but people who live down the country you know they are still sort of at snail speed so anything that can be done to enhance the broadband I think is a yeah is but a it might thing. be quicker in Thailand do you know I mean it doesn't seem to be a prerogative of first world countries mm. you yes. know Google are um are uh, trying to haul America into the, the, the next uh, generation in Korea like one I believe one gigabyte is not unheard of, which is a thousand times uh, a, 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 a megabyte, which is you know absolute thunderous speeds. But uh, in Google, they uh, they turned they provided um, fiber Ethernet to the entire village of so I can't remember the name of the town somewhere in America, basically trying to show that we can deliver fast internet to anywhere right. in the world and we should be doing more of it unfortunately I think Ireland uh, and particularly in c- certain parts of this country the money isn't there for these providers and they just don't see the investment so they're not pushing it out as much as they could, could. we're going to be a long time waiting before we get a gigabit uh, connection to the internet in, in right. our homes uh, that's uh, technology for this week by the way we're going to be in the Aviva tomorrow uh, with Hewlett Packard they're launching their new tablet and Jessica no doubt will be reviewing it next week um, but thanks to Jessica and Jonathan as always for technology thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast 
To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.